Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Poopy Ain. <laughs> Do it again. Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Poopy Anus. stupid name. He does have a stupid name. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I'm Jamie. <laughs> and I'm Rob. <laughs> Ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. Episode 32. Ah, oh, poopy anus. Oh, 32. Yeah, let, let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? <sighs> yeah. I have done some research. It yeah. genuinely is pronounced poopy anus. <laughs> It is. How is that even possible? Obviously the connotations back then wouldn't have been there. No one would have seen this as a silly name. You can't even get round it saying Poopianus, which lots of people say with the usual anus end of the names, mm. because it's actually spelt E-N-U-S, but the pronunciation is Poopianus. You could do Poopinus. Poopinus. Some people, I'm very, I, I'm in awe of Mike Duncan doing this. Yeah, because he really does manage to twist it slightly so it doesn't sound like poopy anus. So much so, I didn't even notice it when I listened to the history oh, really? the first time. Oh. No, and he's obviously a very serious man, and he didn't yeah. take the chance to laugh at his name. He just calls him Puppianus. And oh. yeah, but no, we're going for poopy anus. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> he is number five out of yeah. the six of the year of the six emperors. Now, I'll say this now because I'll probably forget later. The map is on the website. Yep. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It is indeed. Go and have a look at the map. It will make things a bit clearer because, unlike Balbinus, he does move around a little bit. Mm. Okay, let's go into this. Born in 165 or 170. We've got two conflicting dates. Okay. So this is Marcus Aurelius's rule. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's old. Not quite as old as Gordian I, but he's older than Balbinus. Yeah. His name, <laughs> just in case you weren't aware, his full name was Marcus Clodius Pupianus Maximus. Oh, Maximus. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> we don't really know who his father was, but it was probably Marcus Pupianus Maximus. <laughs> Proud family name. Yes. <laughs> We have been poopy anuses for generations. <laughs> and we're proud poopy anuses. <laughs> the mother may have been a woman named Clodia Pilcheria, which uh, we don't really know. There's no evidence for this. No. I mean, it's not a name I've just made up. <laughs> it's not quite that bad, but we've only got the Historia Augusta to go on, and we can't back it up. Talking about the Historia Augusta, it claims that his father was a blacksmith or a carriage maker. Oh, so trade. Yes. This is unlikely... He seems to have too many connections to, to, for his father to be just a tradesman. Yeah. But that doesn't stop those drunk men in the pub writing it. <laughs> and I will quote, At Maximus's... They call him Maximus in the Story Augusta and in Herodian. Yeah. Spoil sports. At Maximus's birth, an eagle, it is said, dropped a piece of beef, and a big one too, into their dwellings. <laughs> <An> entire cow. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> into their dwellings where a narrow opening lay open to the sky. And later, when it lay there, no one daring to touch it through superstitious fear, it picked it up again and carried it off to the nearest shrine, which was that of Jupiter. At the time, this did not seem anything of an omen. It was done, however, not without reason, and showed the future rule. So, someone dropped a cow on their house, and no one thought <laughs> anything of it until he became emperor, and everyone went, do you remember when that eagle dropped a cow on his house yeah. when he was born? I just thought we were students, but no, it must have been a <laughs> Must be prophecy. an omen, really. <laughs> No, everyone just went, no, I don't remember. He's 77. Yeah. I don't remember when he was born. He might have had up to eight siblings, all of whom mm. died early. Equally, he might not have done. Yep. <laughs> so, who knows. His family were recently senatorial class, probably not as recent as his father was a blacksmith, but it was quite yeah. likely his father was the first member to become a senator. So he was very much seen as a new man in the Senate. So shooed one of the senator's horses and they said, be a senator. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just went, look, you've let Jeff in. You might as well let me in. I got your horse. That was an accident, though. Oh, was it? Um, they, they, they were sending a message to Jefficus. Oh, the well-respected equestrian Jefficus. Yes, but Jeffianus, Jeff... Yeah. Received it by mistake. He saw uh, it and thought, brilliant! He went to the Senate House and they didn't have the heart to tell it. must have been a nightmare in Rome for Post. Yeah. What do you mean, Publius Clodius? There are a million of them. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um, he grew up. As that's what he do. did. As yeah. people do. He climbed the Cursus Honorum. He had many important posts for the Severan dynasty, including being the governor of several provinces. Don't really know which ones. The Historia Augusta claims that he had little schooling and loved the life of a soldier. So he's a bit thick, but loved to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is probably made up. Yeah. In 207, he became consul for the first time under Severus. Oh, wow. He then took a more military role and served as governor in the Germanic regions. So, if you're governor of, say, Africa, you sit around and eat grapes. If you're governor of Germania Inferior... You've got some fighting to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a difference between them. So he went up there. He was very popular to mm. the men, and he defeated some Sarmatians and other Germanic tribes whilst he was up there fighting. That's good. In 234, under Alexander, he became the urban prefect, and then he became the consul again, so he's been consul twice. His tactics, however, as the city prefect, were very harsh and uncompromising. He treated it like he treated ruling his legions. Yeah, you can't do that. It doesn't go down so well no. in the urban areas. So the general population hated him. Oh dear. Yeah, the, the urban guards, rather than the Praetorians, were seen as bullies at that time yeah. because of his rule. So, <clears throat> not liked. In 238... Here we are, Year of the Six Emperors. It rolls along, and Pupianus was an elderly and well-respected senator with yep. a good military experience. Therefore, when the Senate decided to support the Gordians, Pupianus was put on the Council of Twenty to organise the military efforts against the Thrax. The Council of Twenty were twenty senators put together to decide how are we going to defeat Thrax. He's got the entire Danube and Rhine legions. Rome has nothing. They've got a few men. Ah. So, what do you do? You need decisive action straight away. Yep. Let's put a council of 20 men together to discuss it. Because the more people you have discussing something, the easier something's resolved. That is generally that. the truth. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. Still, Pupianus is on that council. It was presumably 
I found no evidence of this anywhere. This is me making an assumption. That council that sent orders up to fortify Aquileia. Uh, so around this time... Oh, yes, the, the yes, city can breach. The city, he couldn't, Thrax couldn't breach because yeah. it had fortified. I'm guessing it must be around this time they send word to fortify, although it does come up later. Okay. However, try that word again. That just came out as a noise. <laughs> However, it was not long after that news came through that the Gordians were dead. Yeah. And we can only speculate, but it is very possible that it was at this point that Pupianus decided to make a bid for the throne. <laughs> when the Senate met in the Temple of Concord, it's very likely that Pupianus was positioning himself to lead the revolt. Positioning himself on the, on the throne. Yes. Pupianus. <laughs> on the porcelain throne. <laughs> when the senator suggested two emperors be chosen, Pupianus immediately backed up this proposal, doubling his chances. He was, yeah, let's... Let's make two emperors. I agree. Yes, and if you remember when Sabinus then started saying and then nominated Pupianus, mm. well, it was actually probably a plant. Pupianus yeah, probably yeah. knew that was going to happen. Yeah. We need somebody with good warring fighting experience. Maybe someone's been a governor for a <clears> while <throat> in the provinces and a lot of fighting and someone maybe that's been a consul twice. Someone who's got prefects. a name that we struggle to say, keeping a straight face. <laughs> Do we have anyone like that? Jeff looks hopeful. <laughs> Ooh, you're always laughing at me Holy trade biscuits yeah. So his name was put forward With the express wish that he lead the troops against Thrax mm. This was his moment to shine So Balbinus has <laughs> Can't polish a turd <laughs> His name is so stupid <laughs> It really is <laughs> When they when they like voting for who it was, they put everyone's name on a bit of paper, but here's like a bit of toilet roll. This <laughs> <laughs> is for you. That's why his nickname was YP. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up Rob. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're professional. This is why I love history. It's to laugh at people's names. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. They're made emperors. The first motion put forward was the deification of the two Gordians. I missed this bit out last episode, just so I had yeah. something to talk about this episode. <laughs> As the Historia Augusta puts it, some, indeed, think that only one, namely the Alder, was so entitled. So we're talking about mm. the Gordians here, who should be deified. So some indeed think that only one, namely the Alder, Gordian I, was so entitled. But I remember having read a book which Junius Cordus wrote, of which there are plenty, that both <laughs> were placed amongst the gods. So again, this is the drunk men in the pub hating Cordus. Same, but, I'm, but Cordus saying in brackets, idiot. Yeah. Bracket. <laughs> I remember reading in some of those many boring books that Cordus wrote. <laughs> yeah. Does a music. Oh, seriously, go, if you're listening, go and read it. For about three chapters, it's just littered with little side dicks at quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Pleasure calling you. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, God. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, hey, Gorgeous. Yeah. Hi. Right. The two new emperors made their way up that hill to announce to the public they were the new leaders of Rome. They sacrificed the goat. They told the crowd... And then I will quote this time, which I didn't do last time. No, you didn't. See? Clever. More time feeling. Yeah. But while they were at the capital making the sacrifice, the Roman people objected to the rule of Pupianus. <laughs> For the... <laughs> do you think by the end of the episode we'll be able to say his name? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. 
For the men of the crowd feared his strictness, which they believed was very welcome to the Senate and very hostile to themselves. And for this reason it came about, as we have related, that they demanded the youthful Gordian as their prince, and thus he was straightway entitled. Mm. So this is where they just grabbed Gordian from his plane. That's what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> the two emperors then put on some games, like I said, which the histor- Historia Augusta points out as odd, as Thrax was on his way. Historia Augusta states that it was either the men of Rome offering sacrifices under the guise of gladiatorial games, or that it was meant to desensitise the people of Rome to the bloodshed. As I will quote, (laughs) others have related in books, probably that bloody chordus, (laughs) and this I believe is nearer to the truth, that when about to go to war, the Romans felt it necessary to behold fighting and wounds and steel and naked men contending amongst themselves, so that in war they might not fear armed enemies or shudder at wounds and blood. Hmm. It seems like a very observant note for the Historia Augusta, which is just usually gossip. <laughs> I can't help but feel that this is a 3am moment for that group, where oh, they're yeah. sat and yeah. it's gone really quiet. And one of them's just going, you know why we fight these games, don't you? What? <laughs> so we don't care anymore. We don't care oh. we're all dying. Desensitising. Desensitising. We get used to the blood. We get used to the yeah, That's what we do. That's why we do it, man. Yeah, man. That's what, that's what that was. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drinking whiskey, listening to... Blues. Oh, yeah. Blues was very popular in the late yeah. Roman times. Yeah. Yeah. This has always been around. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> Story Augusta also claims that this was when orders went out to fortify the cities. To me, however, this seems a little bit too late. Well, that's why they built the house out of bricks. Did you sensitise the population against walls? <laughs> yes, it was. It makes sense, right? Yes, it does make sense. Yeah, despite when this order went out to fortify all the cities in Rome, especially the northern ones, mm. Pupianus probably was in charge, even whether he was the emperor or on the Council of Twenty. Yeah. So it was Pupianus who sent this order out, fortify Aquileia, stop him there. He also said, collect all the supplies out in the field, bring them inside the cities, and burn all the crops that you can't take. That's if you right. live in a small town, take everything Head to your nearest big city, which is fortified. Just head to the mountains. Yeah. Circle the carts. The end is nigh. The end yeah. is nigh. <clears throat> head to the mountains. The end is nigh. The idea, obviously, is that Thrax would come across a wasteland when he arrived in Italy and would be unable to provide for his troops. Logical. Yeah. Logical. Good strategy. Yeah. So, Poopy Anus, then, after those games have been put on, heads off to battle. Yes. Yeah. Cue the music. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, something like that. Yeah, something. Like, yeah, something big and boiry, and then maybe yeah. some trumpets coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he heads off to battle. He makes his way up to Ravenna. See the map for this, and then he stopped at Ravenna. He heard that Thrax was not far off. He was in Aquileia, but he was struggling to take the city. This was good news for Pupianus, but he still feared the giant. <laughs> And I'll quote Storio Augusta again. He feared Maximinus mightily. Very often indeed, in referring to him, he said that he was waging war against not a man, but a cyclops. So he's gone from a giant to a cyclops. Yeah, maybe he lost an eye. (laughs) Who knows? Pupianus ordered that machines of war be built and the men be trained. Some people questioned the fact that they weren't actually heading off to war. (laughs) So we've been here for six months. (laughs) Shut up. We keep training. (laughs) 
Yeah, they were told to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It was not long before news reached Pupianus, though. Thrax's troops had turned against him, and he was killed. The war was over. And it wasn't even Christmas. <laughs> Pupianus then made his way to Aquileia at last, and opened the gates. The men were redistributed, and the area all sorted out. However, the soldiers in the region began to regret their killing of Thrax. Oh. So we've now finally caught up with the Thrax episodes from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Where Thrax dies at the hand of his troops. His troops start regretting this. Bugger. <laughs> why, why did we do that again? <laughs> you do yeah. really well. Yeah, um, they'd killed Thrax because they weren't happy with him, but mm. now all of a sudden this man from the Senate's come along and is moaning at them. It's like, oh, well, that wasn't great. So mm. grumbling starts throughout the ranks. <laughs> they said to each other. At this point, representatives of Rome arrive. Again, I will quote 20 representatives of the Senate. Their names are in cordus, in brackets. <laughs> we're not given the names. <laughs> no. Anything he does is rubbish, so we're not going to Yeah, we're not going to say that. <laughs> so, 20 representatives of the Senate, their names are in cordus, were sent out to meet him with crowns and a decree of the Senate in which equestrian statues of gold were decreed him. So, everyone's celebrating. Yeah, all good. It's great. Apparently, Balmanus was not happy, however, that everyone was celebrating Pupianus, because as we've already pointed out, Pupianus hadn't done anything. Well... <laughs> he sat in Ravenna. Yeah. A lot of the emperors did that, though. They they, they were there, as in a thousand miles away there, but Whilst in they their send their army out, he didn't even send yeah. his army out. Oh. Yeah, he literally sat in Ravenna with his army. This is more of a relief celebration. Like, oh, thank goodness. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Let's drink. <laughs> so, anyway, Pupianus heads back to Rome. He meets Balbinus on the way, as we've already mentioned, yeah. and young Gordian. Don't forget him. He's tagging along, oblivious to what's going on, probably. Grab my Lego. No. <laughs> it was obvious straight away the two emperors were not going to get on. Now the common threat was out the way. When they get back to Rome, they went straight to the Senate drawing a very lengthy public congratulations. Someone said, So fair emperors wisely chosen, so perish emperors chosen by fools. Oh dear. Soldiers took note of that, because mm. they chose Thrax. So that last sentence implies that they are the fools. Yep. That didn't please them too much. Then followed the short time when the two emperors quickly fell out and took up separate sections within the palace. Pupianus, however, had done something slightly unusual. He had declared that he would not be protected by the Praetorians, but by his own personal guard from the loyal Germanic troops. Because they liked it, didn't they? They, they do, yes. So he's got his own loyal men around him. This is very sensible, mm. but also very silly. It's very sensible because the Praetorians can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah. It's very silly because... The Praetorians can't be trusted. <laughs> the Praetorians start to suspect that they're about to be overthrown and just disbanded. So they plot to get rid of the emperors. Oh dear. On the day of the games, the city was quiet. The Praetorians marched towards the palace. Pupianus got wind of this and asked Balbinus for his guard so they could coordinate. So he's being honest. So he was being honest. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, okay. It wasn't a ploy. The Praetorians really were on their way. Pupianus desperately needed those guards, and Balbinus didn't trust him. 
so refused to send them. Fair enough, then. You can understand from Babylus's point of yeah. view. It's a shame he chose the wrong thing to do, though. Yep. Yeah. Pupiens did the best he could, but his guards alone were not strong enough. The Praetorians managed to enter the palace, located both the emperors, dragged them through the streets, tortured both of them, oh. and stabbed both of them. Oh! Yes. I've been slightly misleading for dramatic effect. Oh. Yes. Balbinus okay. probably would have seen and saw the error of his ways. He probably would have seen that Pupianus had been caught as well. He probably would have realised it was the Praetorians. Oh, imagine the conversation as they're walking, being dragged through the yeah, street. being dragged by their hair. Why didn't you give me a gun? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you I needed the guards. I thought you were going to kill me. I will kill you. Well, they will anyway. <laughs> and I'll watch and I'll love it. <laughs> Whilst I'm being stabbed. Yeah, so they, they were slowly cut with blades. Oh, is this the thousand cuts thing? Not quite so organised as that. It was generally the Praetorians wanted to make them suffer. It was only the oncoming Germanic troops that were in reserve that sped up the killing. Eventually they were killed. Yeah. But after quite a gruesome death, both of them were left in the street to rot. Little Gordian, 13 years old, watched on in horror. I'm not being emperor. <laughs> And that's where we end Pupianus' oh, life. That was fast. <laughs> yeah. Let's rate him. Fightius Maximus. Well, he's already going to get more for fighty because he actually fought for most for some of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, good. Same quote as earlier. For never was anyone braver than Pupianus or more kindly than Balbinus. So he's got this idea that he's brave. Yeah. He may have defeated the Sarmatians in battle. We don't have any details unfortunately, and it's from the Historia Augusta, but he obviously had a strong reputation for being a military man and that must have come from somewhere. Yes. So we can probably infer from that that he did win some battles in his day. Yep. Yep. We would go into more detail about his fight against Thrax, but there is none because he obviously didn't actually fight Thrax. He was there in spirit. However, <gasps> let's actually think about this. I'm thinking. Yeah. We don't know this for certain, but we can infer that it was his idea of the Scorch Earth policy. If he didn't come up with it, he obviously supported it because he was part of the Council of Twenty. Now, if you think this through, the Scorch Earth policy is what defeated Thrax. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. So if you remember, Thrax came into Italy, he came across a town before Aquileia, yeah. found it abandoned. There was no loot for his men. His men grumbled. Yes. He then tried to feed his men, but there were no crops anywhere. His no. men grumbled. He Brr. then got to Aquileia. It had recently been refortified. Why had, been, had it been refortified? Because Pupianus, or at least his council, had ordered it to be so. Yeah. This was all Pupianus's plan, and it worked perfectly. Oh yeah, I think we should give him some props for that. Yeah, it's good. Ultimately, Pupianus won. Yeah. And also, you could argue, if he did go north from Ravenna with his army, he almost certainly would have lost. He had nowhere near as many troops, yeah. and his troops were inferior. There was no way he could have won that battle. So strategically, it'd be silly doing it. So. It would have been very silly doing it. He almost certainly would have lost, and it would have stopped the grumbling in Thrax's army, because yeah. they would have had a morale boost of beating yeah. Pupianus. So they would have marched south to Rome, they would have taken Rome. Pupianus mm. did everything right. Oh, that's a different... I like that perspective. That's quite nice. Yeah. 
So, that's as good, his bad. Despite this, it does look bad that he just sat in a city nearby. <laughs> but I, you've got to hand it to him. He did the right thing and it worked. He won. And OK, yeah. he didn't meet him on the battlefield, but it's all battle strategy, knowing when to fight and knowing how to defend. Yeah. He did it. So I'm actually impressed with him. Yeah. I'm not going to give him like massive, massive oh, no. in the empire. He can't like get Trajan but, points or anything. No, or, but like but, four, five. Four? I'm, I'm willing to go halfway. I might even go for six. No, because no. He, he was also a well-respected military leader beforehand. Experience, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give him two for the experience. I'll give him four for beating Thrax. Okay, I'll give him five. You give him six. That's okay, 11. that's eleven. Phytius Maximus. He's already beaten his colleague by quite some way. Yeah. Well done. Okay, that's one. Approvium Crazium. Right, I'll quote for this from the Historia Augusta. And since many desire even less important details, that again is another dig at Cordus. Yep. He's just not mentioned that time. Nah. He was very fond of food, very sparing of wine, exceedingly content in the affairs of love, and yeah. <laughs> and both at home and abroad, always so stern as even to get the name of Gloomy. Ooh, that's scathing there. So his nickname was Gloomy Poopy Anus. Oh. Yeah, or just Gloomy Wipey. <laughs> he was extremely grave and even morose of countenance, tall of stature, very healthy of body, repellent in manner, but nonetheless just and never, even to the end of his activities, either cruel or unmerciful. When asked, he always granted pardon and never grew angry except when it was only proper to be angered. <laughs> so it's fairly subjective, that. Though, yeah, I was it? thinking that. I, was yeah. like, I only get angry when I, I'm angered by something. Yes, when, I, when it's okay to be angry. Like, right now! Because you're questioning me. For these reasons, he was greatly beloved by the Senate and held in awe by the people. Not love, but awe. Yeah, okay. Yes, I, I mean, take from that what you want from a probium crasium. He was a little mm. bit strict. Zero. I don't know. I think we can give him something for strictness. We gave Galber stuff for strictness. Yeah, but he was... Oh, actually, he did starve someone to death because they wanted to sell their soup or something, didn't they? And, and carried around, like, a million sesterces just in case. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Um, yeah. This yeah. is the podcast. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I should, shouldn't I? Um... I can't give him anything for that. I'm not going to. He's more crazy, I think, than... Oh, no, he's, it's not crazy, he's is it? He's a fighter. He's effective, he's strict when he needs to be. He's a bit gloomy at times. Everyone's a bit gloomy sometimes. I've given him one. You've given him one? I've given him one. Because I think there are... <laughs> set... No, OK, not. You are. <laughs> <laughs> OK. just don't want there to be too many zeros. It will make it harder to rank. And I think there are saner people than him. But he's not insane. He's not. I've written it now, so we've got to go with it. Fair enough. Zero for Probium <laughs> Crasium. Next round. Success Ultimus. Just a couple of quotes here. Good. And so, although he was a man of new family, nevertheless, as though he were of noble birth, the Senate, though it was contrary to law, bestowed on him the sovereignty. For all confess that at that time there was no man in the Senate fitter to receive the title of prince. So I had the confidence in him to. Yeah, exactly. So this quote is about both of them. They instituted excellent laws, they heard lawsuits with justice, they planned the military policy of the state with great wisdom. So that's the same quote from earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but which, as we said earlier, did they? Did they have time to do that? It's really the same as Balbinus, really. Yeah. 
all his success was military success. I can't really give him any more than Balbinus. Yeah, to be fair, you can't really. Although you can argue he beat Thrax. That that's fighty, but you could argue it also bleaches a little bit into. Oh, I suppose it does because it does it stop that threat. And it was him. It wasn't Balbinus. I'll give him much for it. No, I might give him an extra point for it. You're right. Yeah. How much did I Me give too. Balbinus? Hang on. <laughs> One. <laughs> Yeah. I'll give him two if you give him two. I'll give him two. So that is four for successors Ultimus. Image of Okay, I don't really have any more details about his appearance than what I've already said. So shall I just try and so draw what do you him? think? Well, he said he's quite big and uh, big jaw, short hair as well, um, with another short beard. I think so that's in style at the moment in Rome. Not at the moment, as in. Yeah, I know. Big, big thick big neck, thick well. neck there. He's quite old. He's like in his 70s. So. He is. He's got saggy muscles. Okay, here he is. Oh, oh, okay. He looks more emperorish. He does. He definitely cuts a more impressive figure, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he's got a nice wavy severiny beard there, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that beard reminds me of Severus. So in the two things, he hasn't got a nose. So how does he smell, Rob? <laughs> yes, his nose has come off both busts. <laughs> how does Poopiana smell? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very short cropped hair. Long beard, yeah, stern looking. But he's not that stern looking though. He's got he's got his eyes raised raised in sort of um, a pedo kind of what kind of way. So you're saying what to me? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he has got an expression as if to say, huh? "What do you mean I didn't defeat Thrax? Don't you understand the concept of a burnt field yeah. policy, scorched <laughs> earth?" Yeah. All the planning that went around that Balbinus. Yeah. You should know about a scorched earth policy because you did it in Rome. <laughs> Yeah, because and I did fight. Look, I got my nose. I lost my nose there. Yeah, um, I'm definitely more impressed. Oh yeah, uh, but it's not amazing. No. Four. I'm gonna go for five. Okay. So that is in our spreadsheet. Nine. Nine divided by four, which, as listeners at home, should already have worked out. Two point is two point two five. Yes. Well done there, Jamie. You beat me. Using the spreadsheet. Tempo completo. Same, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Pretty much identical. Zero point two five. In fact, that is identical. It just depends which one bled to death first. Can you do it down to the nearest minute? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is no way we can separate these two. They were both declared at the same time. They were both murdered at the same time. And this is why both their faces appear on that poster together because you cannot put a knife between them. Although the Praetorians certainly did. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it is the same. It's 0.25, which translates to 0.03 in our system of oh, scoring. Wow. He got. Wow. So his score is a mightily impressive. <laughs> well, I say that. How the times have changed that yeah. we're saying this score is impressive. It's been the 40s, right? <laughs> 17.28. I remember where anything below 30 seemed depressing. 17.28, but compared to his colleague that lasted the same amount of time, who got 2.53, I think he'll be pleased with that. I'm interested, where's he rank in the rankium so far? Well, he he's the best since Thrax, so he's the best of the year of six emperors apart from Thrax so far. He is 23rd out of all the ones we have ranked mm. so far. He is slightly worse than Otho, but he is slightly better than Macrinus. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. Yeah. He is definitely beating Balbinus, though. 
good. Okay, so now all that remains to do is decide whether he's got it. Do they have a certain je ne sais Okay, I think we've actually got something to discuss this time. <laughs> yes. Rather um, just no. Yeah. Uh, considering he only reigned for three months, he did yeah. significantly better than his colleague. Yes. Like, massively. Almost like he deserves his own coin. Yeah, it's... In three months, he managed to defeat the big menace, the Roman barbarian mm. coming down. He was in charge of defeating Thrax against yeah. overwhelming odds. And what impressed me was that although he didn't fight, he knew he he potentially knew he shouldn't. Yeah. So he did something else. There was a plan possibly working in the background that enabled Thrax mm. to beat him, which worked. Which you've got to admire. It worked perfectly. In a way. So Ooh. is he one of these unknown emperors who deserves it? Or are we just impressed that, compared to his rubbish colleague, he actually got something done? I'm kind of edging towards a yes, in a way. Because just from the strategy of the fighting, I think that, that impresses me. It does impress me, but I think... Like, in the same way, the letter from Tiberius impressed me. This impresses me in the same way. as like, oh, that's really clever. Yeah, it is. But if you remember, we didn't give Tiberius Janus. Yeah, but he did lots of other bad things. Yeah, but you could argue Pupianus was utterly useless. In everything else, you could argue that. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with His face the fact well. he beat Thrax. I'm not convinced that's enough for Genesis. He was a he was a one-eyed monster. The tentacles. <laughs> he was, um, and eight eyes and four bottoms. I don't know. We gave Thrax Genesis, and he's beaten the the Thrax. He did beat Thrax. Thrax got Genesis because he was a giant who wrestled horses. I punch him in the face. Very memorable. <laughs> the person before that was Caracalla. We're yeah. not going to forget him in a hurry. Before that was Commodus. You're not going to forget him in a hurry. Then it was Marcus Aurelius because he was just great yeah, at whatever yeah. he did. Do you really think Balvinus can stand up? Sorry, not Balvinus. He certainly can't. Do you really think Pupianus can stand up against? Yeah, but Caligula likes... didn't. He, he won it because of he's just totally crazy. Although he, you could argue he didn't excel in a certain area. Oh, yes, he exactly. excelled at a certain tactic. But did he? That is us being slightly generous. Did he really mean that, or was that sheer luck that his troops turned on Thrax? <laughs> turned around, oh, thank God, that happened. Yeah, that no was my idea. idea. Strategy, lad, strategy. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, if, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't get it, so I, I'm happy to, to bow down to... I'm going to say no. But if you just, want to argue for it, we're going to have to get the coin. I'm not going to give it to him. I still would love to, just even just for his, just for his name, there you go. There is his name. <laughs> We're not going to get a name like that again, are we? We're not going to get a name like that again until <laughs> until Wet Willy comes along. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not until the Byzantines. So <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to flip the coin. Really, we're going to coin. Don't forget, we didn't give Nero. Genesis yeah, but he's are. pathetic, as in he's been built up this big thing, but actually when you look down to it, he's just a whiny kid and, a, and an actor. And an actor. you think you think Pupianus deserves it, but Nero didn't. say the name! Listen to the name! <laughs> fine, don't give it to him, that's fine. I'll, I'll, that's fine. Are we not doing it? Yeah. Or are no, we not no getting the coin? No, no. No Genesis are. No Genesis are. It was close, though. I'm impressed that he got that close. I'm su I'm surprised how things are arguing, to be honest. Yeah, he... he oh, good argument. Yeah, he, he got... He did get close. Okay, so that's no Genesis. Uh, however, don't go anywhere, because there is a little bit more. Yeah. It's about my book away, then. I don't I know. 
Little, little addendum to today's episode. We just need to say this. I'll quote from the Historia Augusta. Yay. In their reign, the Scythian War began. Let's look at what this is. In 238, the people of the town in Histria were getting on with their lives. Histria. Yeah, it actually means next to the Danube. Because right. this is a town located on the shores of the Black Sea, near the mouth of the Danube. Okay. The citizens were mostly fishermen, there were some farmers, there was very solid trade coming through their port. Yeah. It was general town life. It had been under Roman rule for 200 years. It laid in the province of Moesa Inferior. Yep. And it would be fairly unremarkable if not for what's about to happen. Is it the Persians? No. More sinister. Oh. Sinister might be the wrong word. But we know about the Persians. Yeah. The Romans know about the Persians. The town was raided. People were killed. Houses were looted. The barbarians came. And the barbarians went. But they threatened to come back again. Barbarian? This is fairly standard stuff. Hmm. You're near the northern border. It's going to happen. The governor, realising that Rome was a bit too busy fighting a civil war to send them troops, sent someone to speak to the the barbarians and offered to pay them off. So the barbarians took the money, pocket full of gold, off they went, promising never to come back again. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Now the governor governor probably didn't believe them, but figured once the Romans had finished the civil war, they'd be able to easily defend. Yeah. So get rid of them for now, we'll fight them off properly (laughs) later. On some sort of crisis for 50 years, we should be fine. Yeah. He did notice, however, that these barbarians seem slightly odd. Hunchbacks and claws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were slightly different. They spoke a different language to the usual barbarians. They wore different clothes. This is the first ever invasion of the Roman territory by the Goths. The Goths are here. Oh, listening to Twisted Sister. Yes. Black trench coats. <laughs> yes, they are. Eyeliner streaming out their faces in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so the Goths have finally arrived. Goths. And this is arguably one of the main reasons for the downfall. But there are, as everyone knows, many, many, many <laughs> contributing factors. <laughs> but the Goths coming along is a biggie. And this is it. This is the year, the year of the Six Emperors where they first invaded. None of the six emperors probably even knew about it. Ooh. Probably got lost in a note somewhere. A little post but it, no. This is the first record we have of the Goths. They will be back. Very exciting. Yes. So, that is today's episode. Yeah. Who's going to be next week? Isaac uh, Gord- Gordian 3. Gordian 3. <laughs> oh, brilliant. This time it's a child. <laughs> <laughs> See if he can beat his grandfather and his uncle, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Thank you to you, the listeners, for listening. Uh, leave messages. Write yeah, in. And, and rate, please do rate, rate um, on iTunes and stuff. And yeah, yes. We like messages. Thank you to the Rex Factor as well. Great podcast who we may may have borrowed one or two features from. Allegedly. So the rumour goes. Allegedly. But please listen to it. It's very good. Very interesting. We're also available on Facebook and Twitter. So please contact us on that as well. And follow us. We like to put things on. Yes. And until next time. Oh, we need a new standard sign-off, don't we? Oh, cause, yeah. Last time we had Ciao for now. And we forgot last episode. So we need a new yeah. one. Um, um, I've been Rob. I've been Jamie.
Goodbye. Bye. That one's rubbish. Glad that's going next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hurry up with a drink. Oh, right, let's make a start. So, uh, are we going to do Pupienus or Maximus? Oh, I don't know. Uh, which one was which again? Uh, Pupienus one was a funny name, Maximus is the scary one. Just put them together. Put them together. Pupienus Maximus. We're saying it's one person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one will ever know. We'll say Pupienus Maximus is one person. Okay. It's fine, we'll do that. Right. And we'll kind of merge their histories right. together. It'll save us paper. That's true. Yeah, yeah. okay. Pupianus Maximus. Okay. He's one person. Emperor 51. 51. Yeah. Are we going to rank him? What did I So, we can say that Pupianus is funny name. Yeah. We'll, we'll say, when should we say he's born? Let's say he's born in uh, 165, or do you want 117? What do you think? Uh, 117. I think 165. Oh, yeah. Put both. Right. Both. Okay, 165. The reader can make all their minds. Let's choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, turn to page seven if you think. Yeah. Oh, we should totally do yeah. that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, put, put, hmm. put that he his dad was a blacksmith and his right. mother was a gorilla. Okay. What yes. gor- gorilla? What? Where from? Um, Somewhere in Germany. They have gorillas in Germany. Yeah, they've got gorillas. Gr- gr- crocodiles. Crocodiles. Crocodile. Oh, they do little swamps. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who went there. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Cressy, he says that it's a crocodile. Oh, put that down. Well, he said it could have been a cat. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, say he he worked the military for a bit, because they oh, did, didn't they? They all oh, worked yeah, in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Political st- stuff? Yeah, um, say he did. He was consul. Consul? Twice. Right. Yeah. Where's that drink? I'm getting dry. Um. Uh, oh, who could he have been consul of? Severus. Caracalla. Caracalla's quite scary, though. Oh, he is. Oh, I like him. The stuff we made up about him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a fun night. Yeah, wearing that hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. We, we could we could use Cordus. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, oh. we'll, we'll make it up. We don't need Cordus. We don't need his rubbish and his dates and his facts. No, leave it. Leave man, it. you got to let us go, man. You gotta let us I'm go. not letting it go. I'm not letting it go. Let it go. No. I trained for years for that. You were seven. That Spallon B was my life. And he beat me. Because he practiced and learnt the words. You just drank and played football. Well, I'm not supposed to know how to spell Constantinople. You live there. I suppose so. Anyway, we're not using it, isn't it? Oh, fine. Oh, here's the Vespiscus of Syracuse with the drinks. Hey, well done. Hey. We've finished, we've finished Poopy Anus. Who's next? Gordian 3. <sighs> He's got the entire Danube and Rhine legions. We have... a history dog. He has the... Ruining history. (laughs) You ruined history.